Hello, this is Aaron Lopez from Transamerica's Retirement Team. Welcome to our first edition of Market Sense. Happy to be joined by Tom Wall, Chief Investment Officer at Transamerica Asset Management, with mutual fund assets of approximately $67 billion as of June 30th, 2022. Tom has more than 30 years of investment management experience, and prior to coming to Transamerica, served as a mutual fund portfolio manager for billions of dollars in fund assets. Tom, welcome. Thank you, Aaron. Nice to be with you today. Tom, obviously this year has been a bit of a wild ride in the markets. In your judgment, what has been causing this? Uh, Well, Aaron, I would say there's been three predominant big picture concerns creating this recent volatility. And those have been inflation, which has reached levels not seen in a long time, rising interest rates coming from the Federal Reserve's efforts to combat that inflation, and also fears that both of these developments could push the U.S. economy into recession, which typically reflects a broad-based decline in activity across the economy. And there is the war in Ukraine, which, of course, is a human tragedy transcending the markets. And this has also contributed to global economic conditions as well. Tom, in your recently released Transamerica Mid-Year 2022 Market Outlook, you make a reference to the saying, markets often climb a wall of worry. What exactly do you mean by that phrase? Yes, well, well, that's a saying that I believe has frequently proven to be the case throughout history. And what I think investors should take into account, particularly during times like these, And what it generally refers to is that markets really are the great discounters of future events. Markets don't so much trade and reflect stock and bond prices so much based on what is happening in the here and now as much as they do in regard to where they see matters heading in the future. I think some great examples of this in recent years has been the initial reaction to the COVID-19 crisis, which saw an immediate and brutal decline in stocks during the early months of the pandemic, only to be followed by a sharp recovery to new highs once it began to be evident the economy could adjust to it. Other examples would include the global financial crisis in 2008 or a few years before that during the technology stock downfall of the early 2000s, all of which at their respective times presented previous investor concerns or earlier walls of worry, if you will. And as those concerns were ultimately resolved, a path was cleared for the markets to move higher. And if you go back even further, you can see this type of pattern throughout market history. So yes, every cycle, every crisis, every wall of worry is different. I don't want to downplay that in any way, but it is an important characteristic to remember in long-term investing. So Tom, In light of all this, what do you think is most important for longer-term investors, and perhaps those specifically investing for their retirement years, to keep under consideration? Well, I think a crucial consideration has to be time horizon. What is the length of time you're investing for, and when do you anticipate drawing upon your funds? If it's a good bit out, as in several years or longer, that time frame can not only help to provide perspective, but also perhaps opportunities to reallocate into asset classes that may be subject to short-term volatility, but still well-positioned longer term. For example, right now, there is a lot of market concern as to whether or not we are heading into a recession in the immediate months ahead. Recession is practically defined as two consecutive calendar quarters of negative economic growth. 
over the past 75 years, the U.S. economy has experienced 12 recessions under this definition, averaging out to about once every six years. Aaron, if you had invested $1,000 in the S&P 500 uh, 75 years ago in July of 1947, or uh, maybe I, I should say if your grandparents had invested $1,000 back then, you would have received a better than 11% annualized return. And that $1,000 would now be worth more than $2.7 million. Hard to believe until you actually put those in front of us, Tom. Those are some powerful numbers. And I believe the same can be said for market corrections, which are commonly defined as peak to trough declines in stock prices of 10% or more. Do I have that right? That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and, and the example I like to use here, Aaron, is that I was actually born uh, in September of 1960 in the middle of a stock market correction in which, in which the S&P 500 ultimately declined more than 13% uh, from its previous high. Back then, investor concerns at the time were also an ongoing recession, a really fierce Cold War between the U.S. and Russia, which ultimately led to the Cuban Missile Crisis a couple of years later, and what was the final stretch of a very close presidential election between Senators John Kennedy and Richard Nixon. So that was the wall of worry when I came into the world. Yet $1,000 invested in the S&P 500 back then would have generated an average annualized total return of better than 10% and today would be at more than $400,000. And that would have included an additional 32 corrections in which the market declined 10% or more along the way. These are some fantastic examples of long-term investing, Tom. Now I want to turn for a couple minutes to dynamics that have dominated the markets for the past several months. And those things are inflation and rising interest rates. Yes. Now, for quick background, up until last year, we had been coming off a long time frame of both low inflation and low interest rates by historical standards. In fact, uh, between 2012 and the end of 2020, we were averaging annual inflation rates of only about 1.6% as seen in the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, which is basically the most widely recognized measure of inflation. That compared quite favorably to the 100-year average annualized rate on the CPI dating back to 1921 of about 2.8%. So up until last year, we had been running for almost a decade at not much more than one half of historical inflation over the past century. Since the early months of 2021, there has pretty much uh, been a perfect storm, so to speak, contributing to inflation rates now reaching more than 40-year highs. At its root causes, inflation is driven by too much money chasing too few goods and supply shortages of key goods and services needed or desired by consumers. So as we recovered from the COVID-19 induced economic crisis during the first half of 2020, and we did so much more quickly and sharply than most had expected, there was a huge increase in demand coming from trillions of dollars being infused into the economy from both the federal government and the Federal Reserve. So there's your too much money side of the equation. And this was then augmented by worker shortages stemming from the quote unquote great resignation we've heard so much about 
over the past year or so, and global supply chain bottlenecks pertaining to the inability of companies to actually transport goods and components thereof in a timely manner. So that's your too few goods component further compounding the situation. And then smack in the middle of all this, we had the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the ongoing war, which of course creates further supply shortages. And to combat higher inflation, the Federal Reserve has also had to raise interest rates, which has historically helped to drive inflation lower as it slows the economy and reduces demand as supply shortages are resolved. So like inflation, interest rates had been coming off a decade or so of very low historical levels. In fact, close to zero short-term rates as seen in the Fed funds rate. And now there's a high likelihood that rates will conclude the year well north of 3% as part of this effort to curb inflation. And all of this has contributed to the recent volatility in the markets. So how should long-term retirement investors process all of this? Aaron, I would begin by recognizing two important characteristics of what I've always believed to be rational long-term investing, which is to be realistic and be opportunistic. So right now, it's important to be realistic in that we have a bit of a storm to ride out, so to speak. But remember, market history has included a lot of storms in the past, and in their darkest hours, markets have shown a keen ability to react favorably once the light can be identified, even when a good bit off in the distance. And it has often been advantageous to recognize these times as opportunistic to adjust allocations toward lower price stocks and or higher yielding bonds, both of which right now, in my judgment, are beginning to reflect attractive long-term entry points and uh, could be well positioned as the worst of this storm begins to pass. Got it. Tom, this has been a really interesting and enlightening conversation and one I think all of our listeners can certainly appreciate. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Aaron. All investing involves risk, and past performance is no guarantee of future results. This material was prepared for general distribution and is being provided for informational purposes only. If you need advice regarding your particular investment needs, contact your financial professional. Transamerica Asset Management, Inc. is an affiliate of Transamerica Retirement Solutions, LLC. 229-4246. Copyright 2022, Transamerica Corporation.